0: I'm Jess, and this is my podcast. I spend countless hours a day thinking or talking to myself, so I figured, why not hit record? Join me every Thursday in the new year as we talk about life endeavors, our hopes and dreams, and past experiences. I have a lot to say, so buckle up. In a world of unknown, I want to share just a little bit about myself and my experiences to help others feel a little more, well, normal. We're all a little lost, but hey, we don't have to be perfect. No one is. We're all just trying to get by. Hi, guys. It is part two of Q&A with my brother, Tyler. Last week, we left off finishing up with more of the fun, quick questions, and this week we're going to go more in-depth. Let's start where we left off.
1: Okay, That's let's kind of go though.
0: into some more in depth questions.
2: Yeah.
1: This one comes from our Aunt Kelly. How has family impacted who you are today?
2: That is a great question, and thank you for asking that. I would say that I am who I am today because of my family. So, family is literally within me. So, everything you see is everything I have learned and everything I. I take in from my family, so I'm just kooky like them. I'm crazy like them. I'm just as smart as every single family member, you know.
1: So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Agreed. I'm a Mm -hmm. spitting image of my family, and everything (laughs) I am today is literally because of them. Mm -hmm. Every yeah, exactly what you said. Kooky openness.
2: Mm Mhm.
1: Blonde moments. <laughs> yeah literally The way we
2: talk yeah the way we, yeah. talk, the way we act the way we think
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so our it's, family is very
1: tight knit you yeah, know we have, have
2: been. yeah and it kind of goes back to the whole uh big city small city thing i i i will say that uh social media has kind of helped in that aspect because being from a small city you don't you can't open the perspective, like big city perspective, unless if you're in the big city. Um, whereas, like social media, you can be like, oh, like I would have never known this in this small town unless if I went to a big city. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was just kind of a trailing thought that kind of caught up to me.
1: Sorry. No, yeah. And well, and for us too, we grew up in a small town, but. Our Mm -hmm. family was all within 15 minutes of us. So we were literally surrounded by our family and Uh they were our best friends. And we did literally everything together. And we still do. It's a loss just because everyone's growing up and having their families and moving away. But Mm -hmm. we still get together plenty. We still talk together. We have a big family Snapchat, Crazy Mm Cat, uh, called Crazy Cats. And every single day, we're getting multiple snaps throughout it, just from everyone in our family. So
2: mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we uh, so this is kind of a side note. But when Jessica and I were growing up, we actually lived, you know, maybe point one miles just right across the field by our grandma and grandpas. And so what would happen is that my grandma Brandt, who was across the other field, Mm -hmm. um she would come over in the morning and take us into school and then Mm -hmm. we would take the bus back home after school and then we would get dropped off by grandma and grandma empty so jess and i both grew up with our grandma and grandpa's quite a bit Mm -hmm. Um, and to like look back on that and to just consider the fact that i had the opportunity to you know Get that much time with my grandparents, that's pretty, pretty lucky and pretty fortunate that we're even able to do that. Yeah, go for
1: it. I was just gonna chime in. And frankly, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: me personally, I didn't even realize how rare that was until literally like high school.
2: Yeah, exactly. Not
1: just the grandparents, but just even my cousins, and like they were my best friends, they still are more I have more cousins in my wedding than I do friends and <laughs> I didn't realize where it was that you know, some people don't talk to their cousins or really know their cousins or even their aunt and mm-hmm. uncles or they don't grow up with grandparents because unfortunately they they passed away or they're just not exactly. connected yep. and so yeah we're very very tight-knit family and on both sides too like you said grandma and grandpa empy were right down the road and grandma brant was right across the field, and. We saw her every single morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, We saw all of them almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then we got into high school and we'd be playing our cousins in sports and see them on the weekend. You know, we'd hang out with them, went to college with them. Like, we're inseparable, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> why they have made us who we are.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Very grateful. What okay. is your definition of love? I believe this, this is, is great, also from our Aunt Kelly.
2: Yeah, this is also a great question. Uh,
1: you must you know, need more time to think about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: the the more the more I thought about it, the more I just kept relating back to like, I I never knew I guess what love was until I guess I fell into it. If that makes any sense? Um, oh yeah,
1: I think that's how all of us are.
2: Yeah, but you don't really realize it. You just know that your parents are there. You know that your family is there. Yeah. So you don't okay. know, but you don't know why they're there. You don't know mm-hmm. why they want to help you until you kind of grow older. So like, my definition of love would just be like that. It's always there. It never goes away, right? Yeah. You know the, they always say love is patient, love is kind, right? Well, love is patient because as much as you want to try to get away from it, it's always there and it will always be there. And, you know, it's kind because even if you do try to get away from it, it kindly says, hey, I'm always here for you. Mm-hmm. So like, that's my definition of of love is that it's, it's always there, is that it, it fills you with this warm joy and it's. I don't know. It's, it's who you are. It, we are just love, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to describe
1: it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that your mind went to that. Cause I feel like, well, my mind and maybe others, mm-hmm. when someone asks like, what is the definition of love? I automatically like go to my significant other, because mm-hmm. I think kind of how you were saying earlier, you don't really realize it with your parents or associate that with your parents. And, don't really associate love until you like get in the relationship and finally i think i'm in love kind of sort of thing but along your terms uh i think it's about accepting people for who they are and doing Mm -hmm. the small things but also doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do but will do slash want to do because you know it makes the other person happy or you know it's what they want to do
2: right yeah I would say that kind of like like, I
1: think just accepting people for who they are
2: right yeah and and like when you actually do fall in I guess love with someone else it's recognizing the love that you have for yourself in one another Mm so so you don't know what love is until you like see it firsthand but that love that you're seeing is the same love that you have for yourself mm-hmm. so, so you would it automatically, exactly it it starts with you right like you have to love yourself before you can love others think of the airplane right why do they always say put your mask on first before you help another
1: mm-hmm. because you always if have you pass, an example yeah. or
2: analogy <laughs> with your story <laughs> Well, you know, I try to, I try to just uh,
1: say it in you know, another way for some.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For everyone, for everyone to understand it. yeah.
1: So. That is true. <laughs> and loving yourself, I think is the hardest.
2: Uh-huh. It's, it's so hard because we criticize ourselves so much, but you know, what I'm learning is that you, you don't, I mean, I guess you can criticize yourself if you, if you want to, but criticize yourself, have your five minutes and say, okay, it's time for me to let this feeling go. It's time for me to do that. And letting go has been, I guess, so hard for me, right? But the more I love myself, the easier it gets.
1: Yeah. And I think a good way to know if you truly love yourself is asking yourself, would you be treating your best friend coming to you with this problem you're having the way you're treating yourself? Cause yeah. most of the time it's the answer is no.
2: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: just switching your mindset and yeah, loving you—that's you. a great point, Jess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one comes from Casey Smith. What is your dream job?
2: My dream job? Mhm. Man, my dream job. I—I I don't know. I feel like a minute. I'm a so right now, I'm a financial analyst. However on the side, I day trade binary options. Um, What that means is basically binary means two. So you either have a choice of buy or sell, and the option is the option of the time. So either you buy for five minutes, and if price is above that line that you bought at, you win money. If it's below that line, you lose money. So a lot of people relate it to gambling, but in the market, you can actually follow price action, and you know more times than not you should be able to win. the The hard part is just battling your emotions. Uh, but dream job, I would, I would say, you know, an analyst. But I love being a CEO. I love looking at things from thirty thousand level foot view. So basically, I don't want to get into the details, which is kind of what an analyst does, but In order to get into the details, what I do is I start high and then I ask myself a question to dig in. And then I ask myself another question and dig in. So it's really going down the rabbit hole. And I just love it. It literally stimulates my brain. If I'm if I'm not having like conversations where I'm going down the rabbit hole, I kind of start falling asleep and I'm starting to notice that. (laughs) But uh yeah I think this job is actually pushing me to become I guess who I always wanted to be so yeah where I'm at right now
1: that's so great we are Mm -hmm. so different
2: (laughs) (laughs) we are so different
1: (laughs) I know we're like so similar but so so different Mm -hmm. I feel like in this I don't know it's like, cause mom's an analyst and you two have the analytical mind, but me and mom have the same like work mindset. Like you're yeah. definitely more laid back procrastinator and we're definitely more high maintenance, <laughs> proactive. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but that's so true. you two are definitely like the analytical mindset, love crunching those numbers, love uh-huh. like all, I don't know, computer math crap. <laughs> and. Mom is like a jack of all trades because I'm more the creative side and our mom right. is super creative. So but she's also super analytical. And yeah. Dad's a lucky man.
2: <laughs> okay, so what's your dream job?
1: My dream job is an actress.
2: <laughs> an actress. Okay, I
1: yeah. love it. See, we're we're pretty similar. I don't know. It always has been. I love mm-hmm. being In the spotlight. Mm -hmm.
2: There's no, Yeah, I I love that. I
1: always tell Corey, I love the attention. I need the attention. But I think I just love performing. Because Mm -hmm. I remember in high school, uh, we were in show choir. And towards the last couple years of my high school career, it just kind of got really rocky with just drama and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't really happy. But every time I stepped on that stage, I loved it. Like, just yeah. loved. And so I think it's just, I just think I like performing.
2: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah.
1: Me and you are similar in that aspect too, because you love that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I do.
1: Let's see. How do you deal with hard emotions like anger and sadness?
2: Mm. I get angry, <laughs> uh, and I get sad. I uh, really feel the emotion. That's the best way I can put it. Okay, so what do I mean by yeah. feel it? When I'm sad? Fear. Yeah, I'm I'm a very uh, sensitive person. Um, I'm realizing that, which is totally fine. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when I get mad, I get mad. Like, I get mad, right? Mm-hmm. I'm learning to control that better and realize, okay, so you feel mad right you have to let that process before you can start asking questions so just get mad and just let it happen um there's a fine line though between saying things that you probably most likely don't mean and you're only saying them because of that emotion but Mm -hmm. what i'm learning is that feel the madness feel the sadness let it pass evaluate it and then let it go
1: and then you can just enjoy your life right it's completely fine to be mad and be sad about things
2: but i think it's
1: it's how you act upon them
2: yeah that how you yeah how you deal with them after or while they're happening because if you're if if you get angry and you say exactly what's on your mind at that time, you may hurt the people around you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that you are processing your emotions. Um, However, maybe just take note the next time that you want to say something. Just say, I'm going to give this five minutes before I say something. And Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised that emotions only last for, you know, a couple minutes. So you have to feel that emotion, process that emotion, And just let it go after that. And it's sometimes it's hard because we just keep holding on and holding on. And I get it. I mean, I I have a tough time letting go. But the more I'm letting go, the more happier I'm getting. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it's not that I don't get sad. It's not that I don't get mad. It's that I'm learning how to deal with my madness and my sadness. So although so like a good example would be you know I'll. I'll say, you know, I'm not feeling the greatest. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to work out. I, I change my habit of what I do when that feeling arises. So when I get mad, I'm trying to say, okay, when I get mad, go for a walk. Because now I'm taking the negative, which is madness, and turning it into a positive. Hey, I get a good workout. In. And if you're mad all the time, imagine how fit you'll get. And if you're sad all the time, imagine how fit you'll get. And, and it just kind of changes your perspective. Once you kind of step out of that cloud of madness and sadness. So deal with it, dealing with it is just processing it, letting it go, but also realizing that, Hey, I might say something. So let me go for a walk and changing that negative emotion into something that's positive. So working out, walking, something that's going to kind of get you out of that funk Maybe it's looking on your phone for a little bit, or maybe it's, you know, I don't know, playing a video game or something. I don't know.
1: Whatever, whatever. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to just interrupt too with saying, I think, and we could probably get into a rabbit hole about this one too, but going to therapy too. It, mm-hmm. I do not go to therapy personally, but I'm one hundred percent supportive of it, and. I have such a bad time handling people who think therapy is only for people messed up or crazy or psycho or wanting attention or depressed or anything like that. I think therapy is for everyone and can be for everyone. And it's no different than venting to your friend and i think i personally don't go because i'm cheap <laughs> and i have a very good friend who i always can vent to but i also want to someday just for the sake of mental health and awareness and i think for a lot of people that could be a great outlet but it's so judged and discriminated in the way that if you go to therapy you're messed up or You don't need to go to therapy. What issues do you have? And it's as if your issues aren't aren't good enough or aren't valid enough to go to therapy. And I just hate that stigma with it and think it should definitely be something that should be praised and open more. And people need to get off their fucking high horse (laughs) and stop judging people who want to go to therapy. And maybe they need to go to therapy themselves. (laughs) But since I don't go to therapy, how I deal with my anger, my sadness, I don't know. Probably not the best way. (laughs) I could Mm -hmm. probably be doing it better. I definitely get mad. I definitely get sad, too. I feel like in sad situations, I'm a little better. And I don't know if it's because sometimes I just have, like, a stone-cold heart or... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I when I'm sad, I always I always know or I always say and truly believe inside that it's gonna get better. It's not always going to be like this. And Mm -hmm. just from history repeating itself through bad things that have happened, I'm still here today and getting through it and every day's better and sometimes as much as it sucks. You know, it's just like a hangout where you just have to give it time. <laughs> but anger or when I get mad, I probably don't handle that well. Because when I get mad, I just, it's so hard for me to cool off. And sometimes when I'm mad, I get into the stage where I just want to stay mad. <laughs> and I know I need to just calm down and not stay mad because it's a waste of my energy. It's a waste of everyone else's time.
2: Mm-hmm
1: and i probably can control that better
2: yeah okay so when you do, so when you do become aware that you're mad what do you do how do you deal with it what do you what do you go do
1: i usually go in a room by myself i read sometimes i uh-huh. color i try to do something that will ease my mind or distract me or something uh-huh. calming brainless, like busy work. Sometimes I'll clean yeah. but usually when I clean I'm still stomping around the house and when I'm stomping around the house I just get more mad because you know I just want to keep on stomping but usually I just try to go into a room by myself or even just go to bed or work out definitely work out mm-hmm. but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean I'm, I am still sulk in it and poor me and that type of stuff too but When Mm -hmm. I'm trying Uh, to get better, yeah, I try to just take a second to myself and I try to analyze the two way street of mm -hmm. what did I do? What is my part in this? And how can I take that and make it better? Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna I don't think compromise is the right word, but just communicating. This is what I did. I'm sorry for this, but it also made me feel xyz which is why i'm mad
2: yeah absolutely i uh i i tend to like my alone time too when i get mad or sad so i would yeah. say you know kind of finding my own space but then like i said before just kind of accept that you're mad let it process and let it go
1: yeah
2: otherwise then, otherwise oh. the more it, yeah the more The more you keep holding on to it, that's the habit that you'll start to build, right? So every time you get mad, you'll just continue to hold on to it, hold on to it. Now imagine holding on to emotions from six months ago, a year ago.
1: They start to build up and
2: build up. Yeah. Yeah. Ruins
1: your life. How exhausting. I know. I will say when I'm mad, I always want to resolve it right away and Sometimes that leads me into trouble because I'll try to resolve it while I'm still mad. And like you said, I'll say things that I don't mean because the emotions are high. Mm -hmm. But I always just want to be like, okay, like, let's just freaking get over this. What's the issue here? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm right and let's move on. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to another one. What's the one thing you look forward to the most in the next 10 years?
2: um creating the life that i've always wanted to live so just going to concerts to to traveling the world to helping hopefully helping so many people inspiring so many people to to do good like those are the things i look forward to getting in the next 10 years right like continually learning uh when I when I'm not learning I just get bored Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm a I'm a learner and I love I I don't know I just love learning so I try to challenge myself in so many ways and so like I'm I'm like a wealth of knowledge but I don't put everything that I learn into action and so I want my goal I guess over the next 10 years to take everything I'm learning and actually put it into action um 10 years is such a long time. Mm -hmm. In, in In 10 years, I'll be 39. Imagine going through all of your 30s and look at all the people who have gone through their 30s. And now, what can you learn from the people who went through their 30s? And how can you do what they did in 10 years and five years? And so now you're looking at Accelerating that process of 10 years down to five years. And so now you can get so much more done. Like years are such a long time. Most people don't realize that, but a year is such a long time. Think back to where you were a year ago and think about how much you've either grown, stayed the same, maybe declined a little bit. It doesn't matter. But think at how much you've done in the past year and now consider how proud. Of yourself, you are over that last year. Like, oh my gosh, I did do this. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I did step out of the box and do this. Like, now imagine doing that 10 times. Just break it into years, right? I don't know. That's how I view it. Yeah,
1: it's so So long. It just goes by so fast.
2: Yeah, that's my analyst in me. Okay. So it's like, okay, big goal is 10 years. How do I break down 10 years? Well, I can break it down multiple ways, I can break it in twos, I can break it in five. I can break it in one.
1: This is how we differ, because when someone asks me that question, I'm like, one word answer. (laughs) And you're like, all right, well, let's look at this. What is 10 years? How do you define 10 years? Well, if you look at it as if you're on an airplane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
2: the reason why I say, the reason why I break it down is because it makes it a lot easier to grasp in my mind so when I look at 10 years that overwhelms the shit out of me Mm -hmm. I'm like how am I supposed to get this done in 10 years and then I break it down and I go okay well what did I do in the last year holy shit I did a lot in the past year okay so in the past year how can I get even farther than I did this past year and so I just go down the rabbit hole and I just ask those questions. Like that's just the analyst in me. I absolutely love it.
1: Absolutely your mind. It. Yeah, your mind <laughs> is a rabbit hole. It's a never ending yeah. rabbit hole. There's so many and mine is not. Mine is a very like eighty eighty d squirrel mindset. And <laughs> there's so many conversations yeah. between me and you where I'm just like, okay, I get it. All right, let's just let's let's move on. We're just going in circles. yeah Yeah. we i don't know just like just every time i talk to you it's we're so sim. like i said we're so similar but we're so so different
2: yeah i agree (laughs) Uh, yeah so so you're learning more about my mind there you go
1: (laughs) i think you are (laughs)
2: yeah i know i am for sure
1: that's good that's good we need different people in this world otherwise life would be boring or chaotic or stressful yeah. if we were all the same
2: for sure yeah we're all unique
1: mm-hmm.
2: unique new york unique new york unique new york Try <laughs> saying that 10 times fast
1: i know i can't what's the other one the lips the teeth the tip of the tongue lips the teeth the tip of the tongue yeah. what's the tiger one do you remember the tiger one Uh -uh. how many tiger chew or chapter cheetah chewed a chunk of cheap cheddar cheese
2: (laughs) yeah there you go
1: (laughs) (laughs) i guess there's a cheetah not a tiger yeah
2: man you're really going back in the vault for that one
1: i know they just come right back what's the one thing you look forward to the most in the next 10 years i think kids because i'm definitely like in that stage in my life where uh-huh. i'm I'm ready, but i'm I'm to the point where I'm just like curious. I'm so curious to see what I can reproduce. <laughs> and so I'm so curious to see what my reproduction will be in ten years or adoption, whatever it will be, you know, whatever God provides us with. but i'm just I'm curious,
2: yeah, that's exciting,
1: yeah, okay. This is from Courtney Smith. So she asked you the question and then she asked me the question and she asked me do you always like your brother and she asked you do you always like your sister?
2: I want you to go first.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I never not like you. Like we we bicker and we get frustrated with each other, but we never get to the point. We've never been And I, you know, cross my fingers, we never are or get to the point where, like, we'll go days without talking because of a fight. Or the most will be you telling me, okay, I just got to cool off. I can't can't talk right now. My emotions are too high. And then an hour or two or later that night, you'll text me, okay, sorry I was like that, X, Y, Z. And then I'll apologize. But I never, like, not like you. We, I don't mm-hmm. know, and and I feel so like I almost am to the point where like I break about how close I am with my brother because I know a <laughs> lot of people aren't like that, but it's yeah. I don't know. We share so much. We share mm-hmm. so much to the point where mom like comes to me and like makes me the middleman. He'll talk to you about those things, or you can ask him. He doesn't get mad at you like he does at <laughs> me. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> cracking up laughing next to me right now like <laughs> bent over he slapper. but it's so true because i don't know yeah. we're just so real with each other and mm-hmm. we respect one another and honestly we get one another like i said we're so similar in the aspect that we do understand and can relate so much and we have like a twin or sibling telepathy thing we say it all the time mm-hmm. but we're so different that we respect Each other's differences and understand each other's differences. And we're still learning each other's differences, but like, you know, I'm high maintenance. I know you (laughs) are you. (laughs) I know you (laughs) overthink things sometimes. Yeah. And so I underthink things sometimes. And so Mm -hmm. I think we just know each other real well. And I, me personally, I just enjoy being around you you have to surround mm-hmm. yourself with people you enjoy being around surround yourself with people who make you a better person. And I know you're my sibling. So regardless, I'm like born to love you, but not every sibling does out there.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. I choose to be your friend and I choose for you to be in my circle. That's awesome. And That's yeah, awesome. don't get me wrong. We have our sibling annoyance and you annoy <laughs> me like this all the time or you're doing uh, something funny. Everyone's laughing. They're like, why aren't you laughing? And I'm like, I've seen this 10 times already. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but at the end of the day, I just, yeah, I always like you. There's never a point where I never am like so mad at you that I just despise you.
2: Yeah. My answer is the same. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I get sick of you. And yeah, it's like, but do I not like you? No, not really. I mean, I've, I've slammed slammed a couple doors when we were growing up and broke a couple things, but a you know, couple. <laughs> but as far as like not liking you, I don't know. That would be so hard. I think it's harder to not like you than it is to just like you all the time. You know, like right. I I don't know. We just have a really great relationship and. And, you know, sometimes we don't even need to talk for a couple, couple days mm-hmm. or a couple weeks. But when we do get back together, it's like, okay, boom. It's it's like, yeah. pick up right where we left off. Like nothing, like, yeah. and it's like so, we've never been apart, so, right?
1: I don't know. What, what's the opposite of exhausted?
2: Um, I don't know. Alive? <laughs> Replenished?
1: Okay. Replenished, well, it's, restocked. <laughs> it's, it's so nice having someone like you, and I have just a few others in my life as well. Probably just a couple others, let's be honest. Who, like, I can just be myself and just say anything, and I don't have to worry about sugarcoating anything, or I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about does this sound it like I can just randomly text you a random question or randomly text you like, hey, what the fuck is going on with this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's just Mm -hmm. I have no feelings of like, oh, did I hurt their feelings? Oh, what do they think of me? And it's just so refreshing to not have to worry about that.
2: Okay. So question. Why do you why do you worry about that with other people then? Do you think that they'll judge you? Do you think like you know they're gonna Say something and it's going to hurt your feelings. What if they never even talk to you?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I actually just did a podcast about this. It's either going to be before or after you. (laughs) But I'm sure it's just the fear of judgment, which is really a non-answer because what's the fear? I mean,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. probably nothing. It's probably a fear you're making up in your head. Or, mm-hmm. if it does come true, there it's probably a person I don't need in my circle
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. or should force in my circle. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's just your judgment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I should be real with everyone I am. Yeah. I feel like I'm fairly real, but I'm definitely like I definitely watch myself with other people mm-hmm. or certain people or new friends or things like that i mean yeah. I, I know i shouldn't but like it's just a habit
2: yeah for hard sure yeah.
1: Break.
2: it's very hard it's very hard you got to be vulnerable
1: mm-hmm. all
2: right next question
1: if you could only talk to one person the rest of your life who would it be and why
2: warren buffett
1: Okay, you thought about that son. Yeah.
2: That's the first name that came to my head. Why? Uh because he's very humble. He has a he's a very smart person. And I love surrounding myself with very smart people because I I'm like a sponge. So you could just say something once or maybe twice. And I usually pick up on it pretty fast. Um, even on hard concepts I can usually make the relationship between that like I'm a very photographic person so when people talk I see boxes in my head and that's kind of like the CEO level thinking in me is that you know when when people are going into granular detail I already have the boxes plotted out in my head and that's why that's how I think like Warren Buffett thinks And so I think it would just be so cool to just, you know, figure out how to acquire the wealth he has just to give it back to the people he has. So I like that's That's my ultimate goal is to, you know, just be successful like that and just give, give, give. So Warren Buffett.
1: That's such an in-depth good answer. I honestly don't know the answer to this. So I'm just going to say the first person who came to my mind, which is my best friend, Megan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think I say that because um, she just gets me. And she's another person where I can just be real. We can pick up whenever, wherever, even though we do talk Mm -hmm. almost daily. But Mm -hmm. there's just no judgment. And there's a constant flow of conversation. We cannot see each other for months and we'll have so much to catch up on. But once we catch up on it, we can still have a million things, random things we can still talk about for hours on end. Or we could see each other one day apart, you know, still be caught up on stuff and still have new things to say or whatever it may be. And she knows almost everyone else that I know in my life, so she could just be my liaison. (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah we love you megan you're great
1: oh yes meg's the bomb okay we'll do one more here if you could bring one person back from the dead who would it be
2: one person back from the dead who would it be i would bring back i didn't think about this one very hard the first person that came to mind was Michael Jackson, but I don't know why. I oh my maybe God, he's like...
0: I do. <laughs>
2: really?
1: <laughs> yes. This is the sibling telepathy thing. Yeah. I don't,
2: I really don't know, but that's like the first person that came to my head. So, Michael Jackson.
1: I know. I almost feel like the safe answer is Michael Jackson because I have two people, like family members who come to my mind, and I feel way too guilty picking one. So, I'm only picking Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, okay, let's do one more. What is the biggest regret in your life?
2: Mm, the night of pancreatitis.
1: Mm, that's a good one. I think the biggest regret in my life is it's kind of broad, but just like treating people badly or bullying or talking behind their backs immature mm-hmm. things that I'm sure I still do and need to get better on, but just putting people down. And I'm I'm kind of notorious for talking about people behind their back when they're standing right next to me and not realizing it. So <laughs> I don't know if I regret not realizing it or regret doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna say regret doing it because I shouldn't be talking about people because I have no say in any of that. And mm-hmm. Everyone is who they are and kudos to everyone for being who they are. Okay. That's it. Those are all the questions I had. Awesome. That's so great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I might actually cut this into a two part episode just because it's a little longer, but we'll see. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you for answering these questions. Thank you mom for sitting here and listening and ensuring we're saying everything right. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was super fun to make I always love having guests on I don't have a favorite guest but Ty is one of them (laughs) and I loved having you on here thank you again thank you everyone for listening for supporting us we appreciate everything appreciate all the comments all the love and can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough Woo, that one glass of wine is kicking in. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week. We'll have another good episode. I'm not sure what it's going to be because I'm not sure if this will be split into two, but you'll just have to wait and see. Until next time, remember, we're
0: all just trying to get by. special thanks to my brother Ty for making and playing my theme song. Thanks Ty.